0: I okay. feel mm-hmm Welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers podcast, episode 102. Your Opinionated Benchwarmers are back again for another episode of sports. The voice you're hearing right now is your co-host, Rob Snowden, and we also have Ramon Hardy, our other co-host in here. Los, our other co-host, third co-host is not here. So uh, me and Ramon will be holding it down. Uh, What's up, Ramon? How you feeling today?
1: Man, I'm feeling pretty good, honestly. You know, we've had some things that have transpired since the last time that we recorded, some things that we were watching pretty closely that I'm pretty excited about, honestly, at this point. Uh, The day went pretty well today, so I'm just kind of ready to get into it. Shout out to our boy, Los. In his absence, we're going to hold it down for you, bro. But yeah, man,
0: I'm just ready to get into it, bro. All right, man. Well, as you alluded to as LSU fans, LSU alumni, we are super excited that is finally official. That Coach Brian Kelly, former head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, is now LSU Fighting Tigers head coach. Signed a ten-year, ninety-five million-dollar contract with incentives, of course, and making him one of the highest NCAA coaches in the country, competing up there with Nick Saban. Uh, Mel Tucker just signed a huge contract of Michigan State recently. Uh, LSU has put has spent the bag. <laughs> Uh, which I think is well deserved. Uh, just to speak on his resume a little bit, I'm going to let you take over, Ramon. 113 and 40 in the 12 seasons that he spent at Notre Dame. Very successful, led Notre Dame to the 2012 BCS title game, as well as have two college football playoff appearances since the college football playoffs have been created. So he's no stranger to winning. He's what we need after the season that we've had, which we finished six and six this season. Under Coach Ed O'Geron, we finally got our guy. Uh LSU apparently feels as though he is the centerpiece and will be the foundation for LSU football going forward. Ramon, how was your initial reaction when you found this news out? We actually found it out together. We was yeah. recording, we were recording for our radio segment. So we yeah. definitely found I saw part of your reaction, but after it marinated a few days and it's now it's official, how have you? coped with the news
1: yeah so so like you said got to be real for the listeners got to let them know how it was when we first got the news uh when we were in the midst of of recording um we were all i would say i don't want to speak for you but i'll speak for myself pretty underwhelmed when the news first broke just because brian kelly wasn't really like that hot name you know, doing out throughout the coaching search, you know, we had heard the Lincoln Riley rumors surfacing. We always kind of heard the Dave Aranda things floating, the Billy Napiers of the world, Luke Fickle, and just kind of name after name. It. And so when hearing Brian Kelly, he's not really like the hottest name on the market. But when you actually look into it and actually look at the resume, just like you talked about already covered what he's done at Notre Dame, when you look at the fact that he's been a three time Coach of the Year, uh, the only one to win that award three times. Uh, When you look at the fact that every program that he has been at, he has won. He won championships on the Division II level at Grand Valley State. You know, you saw what he was able to do at Central Michigan and also do at Cincinnati in building that program up. So he's been a consistent winner. And when you just look at the totality of things, he really, from a resume standpoint, was the best one out there for us to grab, the best one on the market. Obviously, you know you're not going to get a guy like Nick Saban. And outside of that, like Brian Kelly from a resume standpoint has had the best resume. So honestly, at this point, I'm good with the hire. And one thing that I appreciate about it as well is that to me, we actually feel like we have someone who has the professionalism of a head coach now that I felt that we have not really had. For a long time, so I think that the
0: program is heading in the right direction. Yeah, after seeing LSU's hype video for him, I'm hype. After seeing his press conference today, I believe I'm bought in 100. Like you said, I felt much underwhelmed when I found out when we found out together. Um, also, make sure to check us out. Uh, our podcast. We're recording our radio segment on 99.1 in the New Orleans and Baton Rouge market. We do have a segment there covering all the sports of the New Orleans and Baton Rouge market. I just want to plug that in. So OB is now on the radio in a capacity. So make sure you check us out. Um, But, yeah, as we recorded that segment, you know, and I got the news, of course, it wasn't the name. I wanted Lincoln Riley. I'll be completely transparent. I wanted Lincoln Riley. I, I bought into the rumors that he was coming to us. And it kind of shattered me when he said that he's not going to LSU. And, of course, we know that he ended up on the West Coast in USC. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But, you know, I think with Brian Kelly, when you, get, when you research him and all the things that you said and when you think, find those things out, that's what you need. You know, it's not what you want. It's what you need. You know, do you want a guy that's going to, oh, he's from Louisiana, or oh, he knows Louisiana culture, or oh, oh, this is his home? Or do you want a guy that's going to come in that has proof as a proven winner that takes his job seriously? One of the things that stood out to me, he said his passion and his love is developing college athletes. And that's what you need. You need a, that's the, pretty much the foundation of building a college program. So when you look at LSU for the past maybe decade, and Ramon, you can agree, if, you know, I don't know how if you feel the same way, but I feel like for the last decade, of course, it's almost like um, maybe a Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Smith mentality. When you see your neighbor, which is Alabama, and you see what they've done for the past 10 to 15 years, of course, they've set the precedent of what every college program wants to be. Every year, you want to be competing in a college football playoff. Every, every year, you want to be either in the top three or top two every year. Nick Saban has set that precedent, not saying that it can be done all the way because Nick Saban, of course, is the GOAT, but I feel like that's what LSU has been chasing. I feel like initially when we hired Coach O, as, as history would tell, that he probably was the last resort at the time that when we hired him, but I feel like LSU has finally taken a step forward in building what we've been looking for maybe since we lost Nick Saban in the first place, and that's a program that's in place that's going to get recruits, that's going to develop these athletes, that's going to be at the top in that top four playoff at least every other year, if not every year. Yeah. And like you said,
1: man, a true program, you know, one thing that we've, I felt kind of struggled with in a sense too was one having a true identity, but also discipline as a program. And I feel that Brian Kelly coming in to me, he runs the ship similar to the way that Nick Saban runs the ship. Like he's all business, He's focused on the task at hand. He truly is, and he models what a true head coach should be. You know, it's not all of the gimmicks that's happening mm-hmm. off the field and, and the, the pictures that were surfacing and all this little side type stuff. You know that it's strictly business when it comes to Brian Kelly, and you know that his team is going to play disciplined football. You know that the systems are going to be in place. But also, too, he's the best football mind that we've had since Nick Saban. Like, Mm -hmm. if we're honest about it from an X's and O's standpoint, we never felt too great about Les Miles and Coach Oak. Now, what they did, they always had the talent there. Mm -hmm. And so now what we've been missing is we've known that we've had the talent in previous years that can stand up to Alabama. But we always felt, okay when it gets down to the X's and O's, that's where Nick has us. Now we have a guy that can come and stand toe to toe in that aspect. And so like you were saying, I think that he's going to have LSU in that place of being a perennial contender, just where Bama sits, just like where Georgia sits. That's where you will see LSU sitting. Um, And so I think that, you know, like you said, it's a great move for the program going forward. And even when you look at, you know, you mentioned your guy Lincoln Riley. I was along that that line as well. I wanted Lincoln Riley to be the guy. But when I started to look at even over the last five years, their record is not a world of a difference. I look at Lincoln mm-hmm. Riley in the last five years sitting at 55 and 10. Mm-hmm. And I look at Brian Kelly over the last five years sitting at 54 and nine. It's not a world of a difference there. That's basically essentially the same record right there.
0: It's called, you know, I I, I equated that kind of metaphor when we were recording. I was like, Brian Kelly is, is a is a Honda car. Lincoln Riley is uh, probably a Lexus. And stay with me now, yeah, you know, I'm with him. you know, Honda car, it may not be the most expensive, it may not be the most flashy of vehicle, but that sucker will get you to point A point B for the next 10, 15 years, you know that Lexus, it costs more, it's luxurious, you know, it looks better, you know, it sounds better, but in, in essence, you're getting the same performance out of that Honda car that you would get with Alexis. Now, I'm not saying Brian Kelly, because Brian Kelly is elite. He's yeah. very extremely yeah. elite. Like you said, when you think of the Nick Saban's of the world, when you think of, you know, just the greatest head coach in college right, colleges, Brian Kelly is definitely up there. You know, but I'm just saying, as far as comparing the names that we were connected to, Luke Fickle, you know, uh, Lincoln Riley, these names sound, these now names ring. You know, even Mel Tucker was in the running very early. But what you started to see, even Dave Aranda, what you started to see, Baylor kind of followed Michigan State's model. You know, when it was rumored that Mel Tucker was probably uh, probably a huge candidate for us, Michigan State was like, look, look here go to bag. We're not taking no chance. We don't, we've we seen enough. You know, we've got to lock you in. Baylor did that again last week where they locked in Dave Aranda, uh, Dave Aranda. But, you know, like I said, I mean, it's not the name that you wanted to hear as far as that's why I say you heard the Honda card name. But when what you got in that Honda car is a great car. And what you got in this is a great coach. And when you see what it is, that Honda car going to be going to change into uh, a Ferrari when we got a, two or three championships in the next five years or, you know, something like that. So um, I think it's a huge hire. I think it's a good job. I think uh, Woodward, what you put me on, our uh, has done an awesome job. Uh, he kept everything close to the vest. I was, I was low-key panicking, Ramon, I ain't going to lie. You know, when Lincoln Riley said what he said, I was, then the next morning he signed the USC, which we yeah. can go ahead and trans- transition into if you don't have anything on LSU. Um, but Lincoln Riley is the new head football coach of the USC Trojans. Um, I could understand it from a geographical standpoint of why you'd want to live in L.A. as opposed to Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, but he did well at Oklahoma. Even now, Oklahoma, they, they had kind of an up-and-down season this year. They lost games that they should have won. They won games that they shouldn't have won. Um, but one thing remains that Lincoln Riley is the quarterback whisperer. You know, Kyler Murray, you know, MVP. I mean, I'm sorry, not MVP, Heisman winner. Baker Mayfield, Heisman winner. Jalen Hurts, he made him a Heisman candidate after being benched in Bama due to tour. So, of course, he has no problems in de- de- developing quarterbacks and developing talent, and he's a heck of a recruiter. And like I said, he's that Lexus. He's that, that, that young c- coach that it seems like recruits want to play for. What did you think about that hiring? Do you think that's good for USC or what?
1: Yeah, um, I thought that it was a home run hire, to be honest. I thought that throughout this process, really, LSU and, and USC kind of flexed their muscles in basically taking two blue blood coaches and getting them over there to their respective teams. Like, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a big-time pull right there to take a guy from a program like Oklahoma that has tremendous history, a storied mm-hmm. program, and to grab him and get him over there to Cali. And honestly, I think he's going to do really well there. I think what we're going to see, honestly, is we'll see kind of that same Oklahoma model that they're going to consistently be in the playoffs. I'm not totally buying that he'll win championships just yet. I still have to see it to believe it uh, because he's had those contending teams, you know, in Oklahoma. But I do think that eventually they're going to run the Pac-12 over there. There's nothing like when that USC engine is rolling. And we know that he's going to get it going. We've already been able to see some names that he's already pulling, even getting the number one quarterback from the 2023 class that was committed. Uh, to him at Oklahoma and getting him to go ahead and and stay close to home. Now he's like, okay, I get to stay home. Right, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay right over there. So so he's gonna he's gonna do really well. And even for LSU fans that have seen it, like I've seen a lot of of, of pushback and oh, you know, Lincoln is not this. He's not that let it rest guys like we got our guy we got who we who we needed to get Lincoln Riley is going to do well at USC like I'm not buying that he's going to go there and the program's going to tank and he's not going to be ready he's going to build that program up and you're going to see guys that are going to be year in and year out in Heisman
0: contention of course I showed my hand of course I wanted Lincoln Riley by the Bayou but I think Ramon I don't know if you agree with this too I think USC being a good, relevant football team is good for college football. I think that they're one of those teams, when I think about the NBA, when the Knicks are good, like the Knicks were good last year, they're good now, it's good for the NBA. I feel like the USC is equivalent to college football. It's just good for college football and them being in those rankings and them being important and relevant. And I think Lincoln Riley won't take a lot of time for him to be able to recruit. He's been a proven great recruiter. And he's going to – it's a reason why he always gets the top quarterback in every class. They Quarterbacks love playing for him rightfully. So I think he's going to turn around that program really, really quick. So we're going to move into this next segment since I think Lincoln Riley um, and I would say Brian Kelly is probably one of the biggest – two of the biggest hires in college football right now. We will – all right, I'm not going to do a disservice. I'm wrong. I'm going to rewind this thing. So as you mentioned, Napier. Got hired to, a uh, former coach, head coach of U U of L, which I'm out, actually out here in Lafayette. <laughs> That's weird, but yes, he, he U of L's former head coach will be moving on to University of Florida. This hire, of course, Napier, like you mentioned, was connected to LSU as well. We'll speak on it a little bit here. Uh, I think he was a mid-major coach that was really. Uh, the next guy that I think was one of those names where he, he, it was, he's proven what he needed to prove. And I think that he was ready to move on to the next level. And it was no question without question that when one of those big schools, whether it be LSU or Florida would offer him, he would be, he, he would take it. Um, but, but your thoughts on that hire um, for, for Napier? What's his first name? Uh, Billy, Napier. Be- Billy, Billy Napier. Billy Napier, Billy uh, Napier. Now the head coach of the university of, of Florida.
1: Yeah, um, I thought that just even talking about it from the Billy Napier side of it first, uh, I thought that it was a a, a great move for him. And him being patient over the years really paid off. Uh, I think that ultimately he did want the LSU gig. Uh, Supposedly, LSU didn't really engage in that too much. Uh, There were some political things behind it. But also, too, um, Billy Napier just wasn't a Scott Woodward type of hire as far as just having that proven track record on the biggest stage just yet. But from his side of it, uh, he's a great coach. He has denied some big-time offers in the past. He had a chance to take the South Carolina job a year or two ago. He had a chance to take the Mississippi State job. There were some Russells and um, some some rumors around the Auburn job before, and he was really setting himself up for one of those top-tier, top-five, type-10 type of jobs and he's landed that at Florida, I think that it's a, you know, a good move from Florida's side of it from the standpoint of, you know, he built that UL program, like to see them having consecutive 10 win seasons, to see them ranked in the top 25. Like he also is the type of guy that just like we talked about Nick Saban, just like we talked about Brian Kelly, he's going to have a program and a system that's set up. He's a very disciplined coach, a very structured coach, A a coach that puts in systems. And so, you know, I think that ultimately and where Florida stands right now, it was worth taking the risk on him. I think that LSU didn't necessarily want to take that risk just right now. And I think that they wanted more in their minds of a proven guy on the power five level, instead of just the group of five level that he's been on. But hats off to Billy Napier for sticking it out, getting that job. And I think that he'll do well over that Florida which will make that rivalry to me go to another level between Florida and LSU because Billy Napier is going to want to show the home team that you should have chosen me; I should have been your
0: guy, and we already know there's bad blood in that rivalry right now. Oh, no, it didn't like it needed any more fuel, right? Yeah. Uh, but Billy Napier, congratulations to him. I've been out here in this area, and I just have seen UL, and I think he first caught my eye probably last year uh, in 2020. When, you know, he's, he just, you know, I, like he said, I mean, the system that he has, uh, using those athletes the way he did, the recruiting that he did, the development of talent like he did, um, uh, that he was able to do at UL and, and just seeing them consistently ranked. I think that that program will be a, another, I think they will actually end up with another good coach because he's built it to a certain level. And I think if you get another coach that can cultivate what he started, You know, you see what Cincinnati doing as a a result of Brian Kelly, who's our kid coach now. So you just see, you know, when you get a coach like that who build it up, you don't expect that guy to stick around long. I mean, they they know what they got with that. Yeah. And and one
1: final thing, just in talking about it as well, um, just be ready. Now, I know we aren't too worried. Normally we do have the fence around the state. But be ready for a couple of recruiting battles with Billy Napier and Brian Kelly. Because Billy Napier has a lot of good connections in Louisiana, obviously, from being at UL. Uh, He has a lot of good connections. A lot of those high school head coaches look at him um, in a good way, in a good light. And so we know that that's a lot of the ends to those players. When you get connections to those programs, when you get connections to the Zacharies of the world, when you get connections to the St. Thomas Moores, to the Catholics, all of that, then those doors are still open even when you go to a program like Florida. So get ready for a couple
0: of uh, of battles on the recruiting front as well. Oh, yeah, I'm ready to see it, man. So let's do it. You know, we got to do it. We're a podcast. We got to entertain. We got to do it for fun, man. Who finishes with a higher record? University of Florida led by Billy Napier or Brian Kelly leading the LSU Tigers?
1: uh brian kelly leading the lsu tigers uh, is this is going to sound like a homer pick uh but we saw of course where both programs to me sit kind of on a little bit of an even level in this year with really lsu closing in a in a stronger way in a stronger manner i think that roster talent wise um lsu i would say is a little bit better talent wise even though the roster is depleted a little bit more from a numbers perspective I believe that the talent that's still there, when you look at the recruiting numbers over the years, uh, LSU has brought in more talent. And so I'm going to go with LSU. I think that this upcoming class will still do well for the 2022 cycle. And I believe that Brian Kelly will also um, make some waves in the transfer portal as well. So I'm going to just go ahead and say, it's going to sound like a homer pick, but with all of that laid out, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, LSU has the better record year one.
0: I'm going to LSU too. And it's for the reasons that you mentioned as well as we agree not to discuss it, but they haven't really laid out who's going to be on their assistant coach staff. So I feel like Brian, Brian Kelly's uh, Brian Kelly's menu of assistant coaches will be better. Um, like you mentioned, the talent wise will be better. So I feel like, that alone will, will, will be. It. And I think Napier. I think Billy's going to have some success at Florida. Uh, but I mean, you know, I think, you know, I, if you, if there's anybody ready made to succeed immediately, it will be coach Kelly, just because of his resume and what he's been able to do in the past.
1: Right. And the quick thing on that right there as well, is that like he's done this several times before, like this right. is his fifth switch. So he, he knows how to transition yeah. from a program to another program and hit the ground yeah. running. So now he has a leg up in that. So. It's
0: something that we failed to mention. I failed to mention when we started on the Brian Kelly tip, but it, it's worth the discussion. It's worth spending this much time on is that Brian Kelly left a Notre Dame team. Who's very successful. A Notre Dame team that is in discussions that still has a chance to this day to make the college football playoffs. He left that program to come to LSU. And that says a lot to me. I don't know. You know, that says a lot that he's willing. That means he really wants to be at LSU. I feel like LSU has been a destination, probably in the back of his head for a few years, that he said if that opening came about, he definitely would jump at it. I mean, I, I feel like it just has that feel. I mean, as soon as he's hired, he's flute, he's flown down here. He's gonna be at the basketball game tonight um, to be introduced at halftime. Like he he's all in and it just feels it just feels great that somebody of his caliber wants to be here. But that says a lot that no, like he, he basically, I talked, I actually spoke to a Notre Dame fan Um, sports brings everybody together. And he said, man, how do y'all feel about having a coach that just completely abandoned us? And I was like, yeah, it kind of, it kind of bothers me. But right now, I mean, I feel like the history, the culture, like he mentioned, I feel like he by him leaving y'all like he did it, it kind of just says that he knows where he wants to be. He's he's 60 years old. He knows where he want to retire at this point. So, I mean, I feel like it said a lot that he was willing to cut his short. and be like, hey, look, that's opening. What's up? All right, cool. I'm
1: coming. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'll say two
0: things on that front. I'll, I'll
1: touch on the abandon, uh, abandoning part first. Um, one thing that I will say about that is that really the structure of college football is the reason that things went the way that they went with that. Um, In the way that things go from a recruiting standpoint now, we know recruiting cycle used to be you get your guys locked up, you have National Signing Day in February, hey, we're good to go, we can wait a little bit more on a coach and hire. Right now, with things the way that they sit, the early signing period is where you sign 80%, if not more, of your class that early signing period takes place in December. So I think December 15th will actually be the date of that. That means that you have to now hit the ground running quicker at your new program. If you're going to take a job, that means also as an athletic director, when you are having the coaching search, you know that you got to get your guy in there by the first week of December right after that season ends in order to get the ground running. So pretty much with all of that, it's about the timeline of things he was put in a place that he had to make the move now. If this had been three or four years ago, it may have been a situation where he could finish out the year at Notre Dame, see you know, if they do make the playoff, coach them in a bowl game, then come to LSU, then have National Signing Day in February. That's just not the way that things work right now. So I think that fans have to understand that. The second thing on it, as far as him going from Notre Dame to LSU, We do know the history of Notre Dame. We know historically what they are as a program. We know how they performed under him. But one thing that we do know, too, is when they get to the biggest stage, that's when it comes down to am I lining up against a five star or a four star? Am I lining up against a four star or a three star? Although Brian Kelly has done a pretty good job of recruiting at Notre Dame we still know that the standards of getting into that school are more difficult. Just being honest. Now we are LSU grads, so I'm not trying to knock out school <laughs> and we both qualified to be an LSU, but from a standpoint of even just qualifying to get into the school, it's much more difficult to recruit to Notre Dame than it is to recruit to LSU, even with all of the talent too, that you have in that Louisiana in your backyard. So For me, it's all of that from a standpoint. You go to a spot where you know I have the guys that can line up against Nick Saban. I have the guys that can line up against Kirby Smart. Not only do I get that, but also, too, I'm stuck with a difficult timeline. If he tried to wait, LSU was going to have to pivot and go somewhere else. They couldn't wait for Brian Kelly to see if his team made the playoff
0: and then coach him in it. But but you do agree that it does say a lot that he – willing to do that i mean oh 100 yeah it, it, i mean i don't know man i'm, yeah, it, I'm it, excited though it I,
1: says I, that lsu is clearly a top five if not a top to me two or three job in the nation like i oh, think, yeah. it's, I, I think it's indisputable it. that it's a top three job in the nation
0: he, he mentioned it that he wanted to coach the best players in the nation at the best program with the best resources the best culture he knew what he was doing bro lsu has a culture at fo- of football they built a program I'm proud of the hire. Proud to be LSU Tiger today. I'm gonna to pull out my Go Tigers, and you know we're gonna see y'all at the top. Uh, I know we're gonna. I know we both agree that we will finish more than Florida, but I want to just kind of give. What do you feel like we finish next year? Just real quick, we're not gonna hold you to it. It's super early, we don't know who we got. We don't know who co- on the coaching staff. We don't, you know. But just throw it out there, man. What do you see our record being? Yeah,
1: at the top of my head, I'll say nine and three.
0: Nine and three. Wow. I, yeah. I go. I'm not far from you. I'm, I'm about 10 and two with it. Um, I think that 10 and two, I think either way, we're going to have a winning record. I think we're going to get a 10 win season. I feel like if he gets a 10 win season in his first season, that's a successful season. Yeah. Of course, ultimately, we want to be in the college football playoffs and we want to win a championship. Um, but yeah, I, I go, I go ten and two, nine yep. and three. That's and I think point.
1: just really quickly, I think about year two or three is where you will be in that playoff line, especially as
0: Walker Howard develops. Oh yes, that's, that's he in my backyard. That's that's <laughs> a talent. He seems he seems fired up about the hire, and that says a lot. You know what I'm saying? That he's he he's been committed to LSU for a year now, and he didn't flip, he didn't waver. He loves the hire, so we'll see what happens with. LSU excited, happy as everybody. Wish we could have been at the basketball game just to be in that environment of him being introduced. But we remind we already agree we're going to a few basketball games this year anyway. Basketball team looking really nice so far. Yeah. But we'll get into that later. Uh so we did get in, we did touch on him, we did touch on um, we did touch on uh Lincoln Riley. Uh I don't want to stay on college too long, but like Lincoln Riley, I mean, not Lincoln Riley, Lane Kiffin, clearly, you know, I think that he was, when he was on our board, I didn't want him because of what he comes with. But what are you following the fall? He's already at SEC team. He's, all, he's the head coach of Ole Miss. He hasn't been doing that well. I mean, they are a better team. Don't get me wrong. They are a better team than what we're used to at Ole Miss. But do you think he's a little disappointed that he didn't get the gig?
1: Uh, Maybe a little bit, uh, but I think that ultimately, like, he has a good gig at this point. Like you said, he's done well in order for them to have a 10 win season, in order for them to be a top 10, actually, top eight team at the moment. Um, and you saw him really throughout the whole process, he just did a lot of trolling throughout the whole process. Like, why that's why I don't really like him. I I
0: feel like he, he just not, like, you mentioned about being a professional. Yeah, he's
1: not that. And we just need a professional right now at this point. Yeah. So I mean, hats off to him for what he's done. Uh definitely a great offensive mind. Uh, I think that you may, you know, he'll he'll he he makes the SEC West tough uh year in year out, but he wasn't the guy for LSU. Yes, sir. So we're
0: gonna have a little more fun. We got the NIL deals that are prevalent right now, and it made me think about in the past decade. With college athletes, any sport, which athlete do you feel would have benefited from the NIL the most? I'll go first because I've been thinking about this. <laughs> I got you. I, when I think it is, who first popped in my head was Cam Newton, mm-hmm. uh, Vince Young, and then I settled on Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush was a walking highlight. If you're too young to know who Reggie Bush is, please YouTube him. In the early 2000s, he was a walking video game. His highlights, I still watch his highlights today. He's my favorite college player, football player of all time. But I feel like if it was him who changed the scope of college landscape in general as a recruit, it was definitely Heisman winner, which I claim him. I know they took it away from him, which is wrong, and that got to be fixed. But the Heisman winner uh reggie bush man no no that that's definitely i I agree with you
1: 100 right there like you said the whole reggie bush thing that's a whole podcast in itself but but reggie bush man reggie bush was he was just one of those guys you just had to see him like you had to watch you had to watch him he had people stand up late just to watch usc just to see what he was going to do I think the biggest thing that reigns in my mind is the game where I think he outgained the whole other team he was going against. I think he had like 513 all-purpose yards himself in one game. It's just ridiculous. Uh, Like you said, he was a household name. He was the biggest name at that point. So definitely I would give you that. Uh, To throw another name out there, though, Man, I got to throw Money Manziel out there, man. Yeah. I think that Johnny Manziel, yeah, Johnny man. was – he I think, was
0: another one that I enjoyed
1: watching in yes. college, man. I think Johnny Football, man, he would have benefited a lot from it. You know, Johnny Football, he already had the Money Manziel name. I think that he would have been showcased a lot, especially, too, after he had that big game against Bama that year that really, really put him on the map Uh, when they took down – when Texas A&M was able to take down Bama – and so I think that, like, he had the personality for it. Like, he had everything that you would see on the field for it. Yeah. I think that he would have raked in a, a ton of money, you know, what? more money oh. than he was already raking in because we know he under the, under table, the table.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Same with Reggie, under the table. <laughs> but yeah, it, that's crazy, man. I think about that. That's crazy. And then you think about Candace Parker. You think about just just all time greats. Zion (laughs) Williamson, Zion Williamson, Simone Augustus. Like,
1: I mean, we got to shout out to Joe, man. Joe Burrow would have.
0: yeah, Joe brought in recently, Joe Burrow. But I mean, you think Joe would have? Because he was on fire that season. But like, think about it. He only had one season, like one match. Like he was. That's why I I think he would have kind of been disqualified because it would have been like. You know he only had one season like that. Like I feel like he had that season like his sophomore year. Oh, Joe would have. Uh, so you thinking more hype would have needed to be going? Yeah, into I think the more year. hype would have had to been in the Bennett style. Like you think you think about Paige Buckers. I think that's her last name for connect UConn, and all the money she bringing in. You know it's it's amazing, man. I, I'm happy for these athletes. They deserve it. I don't think they should be shamed about. Money when they're a broke college student making all this money, it ain't like the NCAA can't afford to pay them, All the school can't afford to pay them because they're making so much off of them. So it's just nice to see these guys getting paid and getting that due diligence. Uh, back when we was on campus, Ramon, it was something when we saw them college athletes in them, uh, Camaros. Now they're yeah. probably gonna be in, probably in Porsches and <laughs> right, <laughs> Maserati's. Right. Now, nah, man, right,
1: right now but- they can finally be out in the open with it because you know right. they was trying to keep it under the wraps while we were but
0: Right, right, right. So uh, is there anything else we could touch? I mean, that was really college football heavy, man. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I that's, think that, that's that covers the, big,
1: the scope of it, man.
0: That's the biggest news of the day. But, I mean, I think it was a good podcast. Uh, we're going to go ahead and, and wrap up. Not much going on in the NFL right now. Uh, we can get into playoff discussions later. NBA yeah. is still kind of blurry I, uh,
1: I think the only thing that I would say NBA wise was the stuff that we saw break today. That was just weak, like the investigation with the Bulls and with the uh, Alonzo
0: Ball and uh, and Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. That was. That was bogus, man. Yeah. But get so, your spiel, man. You was fired up and pre-recording somebody.
1: <laughs> I won't say I was fired up, man. I was just saying <laughs> that the NBA, if you're going to really actually try to have some discipline. So just to get a listen to some background, we know how free agency goes pretty much every year that even a lot of times before it it truly starts, you already start hearing rumors. You already kind of start hearing some deals that are made before things are really legal. And so basically in free agency, we had already started hearing whispers before it became official about Lonzo Ball going to the Chicago Bulls, about Kyle Lowry going to the Miami Heat. And basically, as soon as free agency commenced, both of those moves were made in which You know, definitely the Kyle Lowry thing had to be a sign-and-trade. Eventually, the Lonzo deal had to end up being a sign-and-trade as well, which made it, you know, pretty obvious that there were discussions that were being had um, and some tampering that was taking place. And so the league did this investigation. They've been probing for the last month or so, um, or the last few months into both of the situations, and they just came down with the punishment for both teams, which is giving up a second-round pick. Um, So pretty much... I don't think that the league made any kind of statement with that. Uh, most teams now they're going to say, okay, we just got to give up a second round pick. We'll just keep this tampering thing going. <laughs> it's, worth like, it. it's, it's worth it. it. Uh, so I feel like the league kind of dropped the ball with that. And so I just thought that it was something that was just minor, little quick thing of note that uh, the league definitely dropped the ball of that. And, and pretty much, I think that teams are going to continue to tamper at this point. if they feel like that's all
0: they're going to give yeah. up. And the NBA is- excuse was that they were fully cooperated and with the investigation so they felt like that was enough for them to only keep on saying yeah it is it's it's bogus i think it was probably one of them things where they like man why do we even call them out for this like we're not gonna do nothing like i mean come on man like on free agency night it it is no coincidence that on when it's legal to tamper that Two minutes after Roge and Shams are are reporting on what deals have been signed. Like you really came up with a five-year $150 million contract in two minutes. Come on, man. They, we had they, incentives in it too. Like, right, come on. Right. Intricate details that you have to think out for weeks. So yeah, I agree with you, man. It's kind of it's hypocritical of the league. And I think it's just one of them rules where it's like this rule is in place, but it's like, Y'all don't have to follow the rules, but please don't make it as blatant to where we have to call y'all out because then it makes us look silly. Right. Which is stupid in the end of the day, because why is the rule? You might as well just do away with the rule. Like these guys aren't talking and working out. And, you know, pretty much Rich Paul has a a, a chokehold in the league. That's another podcast for another day. But, you know, these things are going on. I just think it's. Like you say, I think it's really petty and really silly. They did what they had to do because on paper they were supposed to do something about it. So, yeah. So yeah, I'm with you on that, man. I think that was crazy. Um, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, like I said, uh, OB has made it to the radio. You can catch us on 99.1 FM in the new Orleans and Baton Rouge area. I know all our lo- um, all our listeners. I know we got Texas listeners and all over. So this is just for Louisiana and New Orleans and Baton Rouge area. Hopefully one day we will be nationally syndicated. You have to start somewhere. But um, 99.1 for now on uh, as a part of the Simply Simone show. Check out that show. It's really cool. And we are in charge of the sports segment. As always, I say, follow us on O underscore Benchwarmers on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast, Opinionated Benchwarmers. Just search that on your favorite platform and we should pop up. Make sure that you are subscribe, share it with a friend, leave a review if you haven't done so. And until next time, we are out of it. All right. Later.